Has fear got you stuck and unable to move all year? Well, today I want to get you unstuck. Welcome to the Mind Wrench Podcast with your host, Rick Sellover, where minor adjustments produce major improvements in mindset, personal growth, and success. This is the place to be every Monday, where we make small improvements and take positive actions in our business and personal lives that will make a major impact in our success, next level growth, and quality of life. Hey, what's up, everybody? Rick Silver here. Welcome back to another episode of the Mind Wrench Podcast. Hey, today I want to talk about something that uh, is really important to me, uh, and it's really kind of heavy on my heart, heavy on my soul today as I'm driving. Uh, and I just wanted to share it with you in, in hopes that uh, it, it might make a difference for you. Does anybody remember the year 1929 and what that represents? I probably don't have to tell you, but most everybody knows that was the year the Great Depression started lasted all the way through the 30s. What about 1973? Anybody remember that? Probably if you're a baby boomer, you do. That was the year of the oil embargo. What about 2001? More specifically, does anybody remember the date of 9-11? Everybody remembers that, right? If you're more than 23, 24 years old, you probably know exactly what that is. And everybody knows this year, 2020, is really lined up the same as those. Can you guess what all those dates had in common. They're all dates or time periods where our world took a drastic change, where things, our way of life completely changed. The way we thought, the way we felt, the way we acted. If you're a baby boomer, you remember the oil embargo and how that changed things in the automotive industry. All the cool muscle cars and all the cool high-performance cars stopped immediately. Gas prices shot up, Oil was short on supply. There's long lines of gas stations. 2001, or 9-11 to be more specific. Not only 2001 was the year of the dot-com bust, but 9-11 totally changed how we lived our lives. Changed everything. Fast forward this year, 2020. I guarantee you, five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 or 20 years from now, everybody's gonna remember the year 2020, just like we remember 2001. 9-11, just like we remembered 1973, and just like we remembered 1929, the Great Depression. And it's not just the fact that it changed everything in our lives and how we did things and our, our just our total way of living, but it also affected us deeply with one strong emotion, and that was fear. It taught us to live with fear for a long period of time. Great Depression you'd have to ask your grandparents or maybe your parents how that fear affected them, but it did. Changed the way they thought about things, changed what was important to them, and it gave them fear of the future. Same thing with oil embargo in 73. It changed, it created fear. Usually change, impending change, creates fear or causes 2001, 9-11. I lived through that. That was the most fearful time in my life. 
I remember every day listening to the news, wondering what's going to happen next. Is there going to be another plane? Is there going to be another attack? We had codes. We had, remember, security codes for what status the country was at. Was it red? Was it yellow? Was it orange? It was 100% fear of the unknown, what was going to happen. In 2020, we've had more fear since March than I've ever seen in my life. And it's got you stuck. It's got most people stuck. It's had me stuck in a spot where you don't know what's safe, what's going to happen. Your mind raises and thinks of the worst possible things that'll happen. Now, I don't listen to the news in the morning. And as if you listen to any of my podcasts, I have a morning routine. Uh, but part of it is I don't turn on the news. I don't want to hear it. It's negative. It's always negative. They don't come on with anything positive or anything I want to hear or anything that's going to help me. It's always negative. And what's the first thing you will hear for those of you that listen to the news? The latest numbers reports, right? How many new cases? How many new deaths? Every single day, those numbers are drilled into our heads. I don't even listen to the news, but for some reason, those numbers find their way to my ears every day. I don't dwell on them. I don't think about them, but I hear about them. Some of us will live in that fear every day and we'll be stuck where we're at, unable to move forward for days, weeks, months. What most people don't understand is exactly what is fear. Well, it's just a thought. Fear, F-E-A-R. False expectations appearing real. You can't be afraid of something that's already happened. Correct? Something in the past that's already happened. You can't fear that because it's already happened. The only thing you can fear is something that you're imagining might happen. Or something somebody says will probably happen. Or is going to happen. Or there's a high chance that it'll happen if this or that. You know, make sure you wear your mask. Don't get too close to people. Make sure you, you know... Constantly wipe up wherever you're at with uh, antibacterial wipes. Make sure you're not in a crowd of people. This will happen. That'll happen. There's constant fear every day. You know, if you have sick family members, if you have elderly parents that you're caring for, be careful where you go. Be careful who you're in contact with. Make sure you get a COVID test. You'll probably infect other people. It could be true. You might affect other people, but you might not. That's not a guarantee that you will. There's not a guarantee that anything will happen. They talk about the second wave might be starting now. It's going to start. We're going to have a second wave. We're going to have to shut everything back down again. It's not a fact. It's not something that has happened. It's something somebody predicts and creates a fear, and you internalize that and go, yeah, that's a fear. I should be scared of that. I better be careful. What's going to happen? Oh, my God, what's next? We constantly feel and, and live with these fears. And if you do, you're absolutely normal. Uh, everybody has, has got to deal with it. It's really how your brain responds to it and how your personality and your outlook and your mindset react to it. I've been bombarded with the same stuff that all of you have been bombarded with since since March. Okay, I said I don't watch the news, but you know what? I have it on at night because my wife likes to watch the news. And I do want to know what's going on in the world. I don't want to spend all my time listening to COVID numbers. Or you know what the next president or the current president, what how they're going to destroy the country. Uh, doesn't matter if you're a Republican or Democrat, whatever. It, both sides will tear down the other side and f- make everybody fearful of electing the wrong person because they're going to destroy our nation. Not been done yet. It's not guaranteed. It's just somebody's or collective body's uh, feeling that 
it's going to go a certain direction if this happens. Once again, it's just a fear. It's not a guarantee. Did you know the average person has maybe north of 6,000 thoughts a day that goes through their head? 6,000 thoughts. You wouldn't think that, but that's an average. Okay, could be more than that. Out of those 6,000 thoughts you have per day, anywhere from 80 to 95% are negative thoughts. Well, this is probably going to go wrong. Well, that's probably going to happen. Or I should do this or I shouldn't do that. Or what if he says this? Or what if she did that? All those things roll through your head 80 to 95% negative. Our brains are designed to think negative. Okay, we have a, a, a little part in the you know, center of our mind called the amygdala. It's a little center of your brain that controls your fight or flight instincts. It's, it's programmed to look out for something that's wrong. It's programmed to look out for something that could hurt you. Okay, it's designed to give you warnings and clues to make you scared, make you fearful, to protect you. Okay, to protect your body, protect your life. That's just part of what it does. Okay, so our brains are already wired to be a little bit negative to begin with. Okay, to constantly look out for fear. This is because we have a two million old brain. We have a Neanderthal brain that's never, you know, it hasn't escalated or, you know, uh, gotten better over two million years. It still does the same basic function. Its purpose is to protect us. Okay, we don't have to face saber-toothed tigers that are going to kill us, but there's plenty in life that is scary enough or fearful enough for our health and safety. So with all those negative thoughts going through our minds every day, it's no wonder we grab and gravitate to those thoughts that are reinforced by what we hear on the news, what we're told, what we read, makes those fears stronger. Probably the biggest thing you can do is try to control those thoughts. When they come in your head, counteract those with something that is not a fearful thought, something that's more positive. The reason why I'm talking about this today and the reason why it's it's heavy on my soul right now is you know something personal that's happened with me. I've got a uh, a good family. Okay, I got two sisters, two brothers. I was raised by uh, uh, you know a normal mom and dad that instilled a sense of family. Thank God, they instilled a, a sense of family within us. So we've always stayed fairly close. Most of us, uh, actually, uh, four of us have been very close, like every birthday, every holiday was always celebrated together with our families. Uh, it's been great. So my oldest sister, 64 years old, had diabetes since she was a kid. Uh, she's had COPD the past, I don't know, year and a half. So her health, you know, is not the greatest. Um, she wasn't in great shape. Uh, she had a lot of things going wrong. She had some other health problems as well, but to say she was in a healthy condition, was not correct. She was not in a healthy condition. But when COVID hit, she was in the shape that she was in. She felt the, the best thing for her to do was to stay locked in and cut off her contact with everybody. Now, she's married, but my other sister was like her best friend. And my other sister was working at a grocery store through COVID. She's still working there, faced with, you know, tens of thousands of, you know, really neg negligent people that weren't always wearing their masks, that got too close. You know, so her potential to pick up the disease or the virus was, was very high compared to the normal person, right? She's right on the front lines. But that fear of my sister visiting my unhealthy sister kept those two apart. 
okay? And, and my oldest sister's fears grew to the point because uh, all she's doing is sitting at home. She had the news on. She's hearing all the bad stories. She's hearing all the numbers every day. Her health continued to decline uh, at a faster rate than it should have to the point of she lost her life uh, two weeks ago. And it wasn't COVID. And it wasn't the diabetes. And it wasn't COPD. Uh, her heart just continued to deteriorate. And I believe a lot of it had to do with her state of mind, her fear. She wouldn't even go out of the house. And this is not a story just so you guys will you know, feel sorry for me. I'm not looking for sympathy. I'm not looking for... I'm trying to make a point that fear can kill you. It can end your life. It can make you so sick or so miserable that it could do more damage than the virus could. And that's the scary part. And that's the part that's affecting more people than we than we really know. Suicide rates are, are astronomical during this. Uh, people's fears, okay, so remember, a fear is something that hasn't even happened yet. It's something we imagine in our mind might happen or could happen or we're told it'll happen, but it hasn't happened yet. Those fears are what, are they're chewing us up on the inside. They're doing more damage than an actual virus would do. So how do we break this cycle? How do we get ourselves unstuck in this never-ending cycle of fear? Well, here's a few things that I have done and a few tips that maybe you should do that might help you. One of the things I've done is I've developed my morning routine that puts myself in the right mindset for the day. I do not live in fear. I could be surrounded by fear, but I choose not to live in fear. So I set my mindset every morning to a positive state. I know what I'm going to do for the day. I have my goals and my objectives for the day that I'm going to go after. Uh, I know I'm not going to let things sidetrack me. Uh, there'll be things thrown at me all day long and all night long that could be potential fearful things. But I choose not to engage in the fear. I engage only in what I want to accomplish. And I won't dwell on the things that find their ways to my ears. So having a positive mindset for the day is extremely helpful. And it, not everybody does that. Not everybody can do that. Well, they can, but they just don't want to put the effort into it. So for me, it's easier to set my own expectations and set my mindset than to let somebody else do it for me. So here's a couple things I think you could do uh, that'll help you with fear. And this applies to all kinds of fear, not just what's going on with COVID and the numbers and, and what you hear on the news. Okay, this is with everything. So number one, master the mind game. So that eight inches between your ears is where everything happens or doesn't happen. All the fears that you have are there. And those are things that haven't happened yet. Okay, so whatever your mind creates and thinks about and dwells on and, and can worry about is not a fact yet. It's just a thought or it's an idea or it's something that may happen. So do your own mental work. Don't let the news, don't let the media, don't let social media, friends or relatives do that work for you. Don't let them plan what's going to be in your head. Don't let them plant the fears that you th they think you should have. Those are your decisions, not anybody else's. So master your own mind. It's not that difficult. Number two, write down your fears. So you have a fear, regardless of what it is. Maybe it's speaking in front of people. Maybe it's going to a restaurant by yourself. 
Maybe it's launching a, a book or a course or a talk or getting in front of a group of people and speaking. Or maybe it's just you know talking to your neighbor next door that you've never talked to. Whatever it is, write the fear down. I know it's you know not something you want to do, but this will help you. Write it down and then really look at it. Analyze that, what you wrote down. It'll seem sillier when you actually look at it on paper. Oh, really? That's what I'm worried about. And then prove it to be wrong. Find data. Find facts that'll contradict that false fear. Use past fears that didn't get realized as a guide. Okay, everybody has fears every day. I understand that. You always will. But there's so many fears that you've had in your life that never realized. Didn't happen. What you thought was going to happen didn't happen. The worst case scenario did not happen. So use that. And take care of those fears by writing them down, analyzing them, and then dispelling them. Number three, have some faith. And I don't mean like religious faith or faith in you know, God or the universe or anything else. I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying have faith in the fact that things aren't going to happen. Now let me give you an example. If you've ever been on a, uh, a, a mountain road or uh, you know, a hilly road where it's just two lanes, and it may even just be a, a, a regular straight highway at night that's two lanes, one each way. You've got a thin yellow line separating you from the other car coming the other direction. You both may be doing 50, 60, 70 miles an hour. Okay, if you were to cross that line and hit somebody head on at those speeds, good chance one or both of you will die, right? I mean, it's every day. We're on the roads, those that drive, on the roads every day. So if you can operate every day or whenever you drive with that faith, why can't you have that faith in the rest of your life? Why can't you have faith that, you know what, I can go to the restaurant. I'll put my mask on. I'll sanitize my hands before and after. Why can't you have that same faith with going to Walmart, a grocery store, a shopping store, wherever? Have that faith that the other guy's not going to cross the line. Number four, take small, bite-sized steps to face your fears. So pick, a, pick any fear that you may have. Maybe it's going and talking to your neighbor that you've never talked to before. Take baby steps. Walk out to the edge of the driveway to the sidewalk. Go back. Next day, go a little bit farther. Next day, go to their driveway. Next day, go all the way up to their front door. Next day, pound on the door. If you take your fears in small steps, and I know that's an absurd example, but it's realistic too. Take a small step towards facing your fears. They don't seem as daunting. They don't seem as scary. And they're not as big in your mind when you take small steps towards those. That can apply to any type of fear. But take small steps and see if that doesn't help. Now, there's lots of ways to face fears. There's lots of ways to get past fears. But you have to have the core understanding. It's in your head and it's in your control. You are 100% in control of your thoughts. You have a negative thought come in, you can stop it and think of something positive. When you have a fearful thought, think of some things that you've accomplished, some other fears that you've faced and won. And they can be small fears. You know, I was afraid to call that person on the phone because I thought they'd be mad at me for the last time we were together. And you called that person, guess what? They weren't even thinking about that. But you had that fear in your head that, well, for certain, it's going to be uncomfortable. Get past what's in your head. Get past those fears. Most times they aren't realized. As a recap, you are in control of that 90% reaction to the 10% 
things that happened in your life. You choose to stay positive. You choose to move forward towards your goals. It's always your choice. I wish my sisters could have spent their time together before my oldest sister passed away. Fear prevented that. It wasn't anything else but fear that prevented that. My other sister that works in a grocery store faced tens of thousands of people on a weekly basis. Some of them not wearing masks, some of them not paying attention to the social distancing, yet she remained healthy. Because she's in the best shape of her life? No, probably not. But in her mind, she knew, I can't afford to get sick. I am the sole provider. I'm the only one that provides my income. I'm the only one that's taking care of me. I can't afford to get sick. I can't afford to not be working. And I think that positive mindset has kept her safe. It's kept her healthy. I've stayed healthy this whole time. I've been in front of people uh, my whole career. This year is no different. I was in front of people every day. I was safe about things. And I'm not going to encourage anybody to not be safe, to not do the right thing. But I know in my mind, I can't afford to not be working. I can't afford to not provide. I don't have anybody else that's going to cover my ass if I can't do it. So with that mindset and that drive and that attitude, I'm not going to get sick. I'm going to stay healthy. I can't afford not to. And I think if you adopt that mindset, that'll definitely help. So like I said, I I don't want to give the false impression that I'm telling people or I'm telling uh, anybody that I don't think the virus is real or I don't think it's happening or I don't think people are getting infected or dying. I believe all that is true, but I really believe that your mindset and your attitude towards fears makes a huge difference on how you'll do. You don't make your best decisions in life from a fearful state, right? Your best decisions for your life, for your goals, for your dreams, for your hopes are all made, the best decisions are made from a positive mindset. So just to be clear, I want to make sure you understand I am no way promoting anybody to take risks with their health, with their safety. Be smart, make good decisions, do the things that you need to do to protect yourself and your family and those around you. But all I'm saying is don't live with fear controlling everything you do and controlling your thoughts and controlling your future. That, my friend, is completely up to you. So that's all I got for today. Hopefully what I've shared with you today helps. If it does, please share it with those that you know that it might help as well. And thank you for spending your time with me today. I certainly appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you next week. And uh, have a good day. Have a great week. And I'll see you next time. If you like this episode, please rate it. And hit the subscribe button so you never miss another episode. If you have any questions or comments, you can always reach me on Instagram at Rick underscore Silover, Facebook or Facebook Messenger, or LinkedIn. And please make sure to check out my Facebook page or join my Facebook group, Collision Mastermind. And last but not least, if you see value in this podcast, please share it with others so I can help serve as many people in our industry as possible. And remember, you don't have to be better than anybody else. Just be a better version of you than you were yesterday.